Hey everybody, I'm David. Hey, and I'm Eddie. I'm really excited to record for you guys today. Because we are back for our Champions League episode. Um, I think we have it set on paper now, uh, right, Eddie? We're going to do Monday's Premier League and the Liga, you know, basically our league stuff. And Wednesday's will be our Champions League nights, right? Yes, yes. Um, and look, uh, we tried, but life happens. Um, so we may we may be late from time to time, but we'll, we'll definitely be here for you guys as much and as often as we can be because we want to be. Because we enjoy yes, doing this. Yep. And usually if you give Eddie extra time, he usually comes back with a wrap. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, so <laughs> like I said, Champions League night, lots of really good games. Try to narrow it down to some of the more um, exciting, controversial ones. Um, let's jump right into it, Eddie. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, <clears throat> Going to keep it cheesy because there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, you know, ah! uh, <laughs> uh, right off the top, Eddie. Right off the top. That's right. New sheriff until with um, Real Madrid playing sheriff. Um, if you don't know who sheriff is, it's okay. Nobody really does. It's a team from Moldova. If you don't know where that is, it's okay. Nobody does as well. Um, what were your thoughts, Eddie? <laughs> um. Well, first, uh, I. Uh, want to see exactly where Moldova is on the map. So, Moldova? Oh, wow. Okay. So, it's right between Romania and the Ukraine. So, okay. just think just think close to uh, close to Russia, guys, because the Ukraine is right next to Russia, and Moldova is, like, really to the left of the Ukraine. Um, look, um, of course, I enjoy whenever Real Madrid loses because it's how I was raised. Um, but look, um, watching the highlights, uh, Real Madrid didn't even play that bad. They had plenty. <clears throat> they had plenty of of chances. Um, a lot of their shots were straight at Sheriff's keeper. So, um, I mean, that is the one bad thing. But he did have a couple of of saves where he really had to get there. He really had to stretch out. So, they did also make him work. Um, You know, Real Madrid did get a penalty, which was a penalty. So, you know, and of course, Benzema's going to put that away. Um, And then just, look, it... Of course, playing in the Champions League brings a whole bunch of pressure. But when when you're sheriff playing against Real Madrid, like, is there really any pressure? If Real Madrid kicks your ass 5-0, like, everyone says, well, of course that was supposed to happen. So, I mean, I, I would say even sheriff fans are like, well, even if we lose 2-0, like, I'll, I'll be happy. You know, yeah, I can see that. I mean, and um, this is the first year Sheriff make it this far into the Champions League, into the actual tournament, um, to where it matters. Um, but before I get into Sheriff, I don't want to take away from Benzema. Um, he surpassed Raul in terms of Champions League goals with that penalty. 
So yeah. to me, he cemented his place in one of the all-time greats in terms of strikers, uh, at least in my opinion. In particular for Real Madrid, he's been super consistent. Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure, like you said, there's little to no pressure for them. I think they have like 10,000 followers on Twitter or something. Like, yeah, they're a very small club from a very small country. Um, so very, very little pressure, if any. So the fact that they won is insane against Real Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu. So it's not even like Real Madrid had to adjust to some like stadium in the middle of buttfuck Europe. Yeah. Um, the, the best thing from this game, in my opinion, I don't know if you knew this, Eddie, but still the, uh, sheriff player who scored in the 89th minute. Uh, for the winner, he has a uh, tattoo on his leg of him dreaming about the Champions League, and that <laughs> goal he scored the goal with that leg. <laughs> hey, hey, manifest your fucking destiny, you guys. Proof about it right there, right there. Yep, manifest so, that shit, yes, sir. So, you know, and he. That bullet, I'm telling you, definitely came from a sheriff. Oh, that was a bullet of a shot. No way Courtois was going to stop that. Excellent hit. And no. this comes after Dirk Kweich had said that um, sheriff doesn't belong in the Champions League. So Dirk, suck it. <laughs> and do you know what? I I really like Dirk Kite, so I'm surprised that he made such an asinine comment. And you can say, oh, the Champions League is the best of the best. Look, for these tournaments, you have to qualify either by winning your league. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the the Moldovan League is probably one of these leagues where their champion does have to even go through, like, the playoffs, right? Yeah, they still have to qualify. So um, for those of you who don't know, uh, a lot of countries, Spain, England, Germany, France, um, Portugal, um, their champions are automatically in because it's the Champions League. Uh, then the second, third, and sometimes even fourth place team go in as well. But when you're a small, a, a team from a small country, even if you win your league, you still have to play in some qualifying matches to get into the tournament proper. So I don't want to hear that bullshit, that straight bullshit. You have to earn your way to the group stage if you're a sheriff. And, hey, you're fucking here. You might as well take some pelts. Hey, they took all three points from Real. Um Speaking about taking things, uh, we talked a little bit about this game uh, prior to recording. Milan 1, Atletico Madrid 2. Kessie with the red card in the 29th minute. Um, after some really, like, Milan played pretty good up until then. You know, scoring through uh, Leal, I believe. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm just pulling up the highlights real quick to, to refresh myself on my computer. Um, but I, I believe you are correct. Yeah, they um, ended up uh, drawing through their former main man, Antoine Griezmann, in the 84th minute. 
Uh, Suarez with the penalty in the last minute. Uh, another last minute winner in this one, which kind of becomes a trend, you know, shooting down the rest of the games. Um, let's let's talk nostalgia first. Um, since you know you're waiting that. How how does it feel to watch AC Milan be back in the Champions League uh, in the big nights? I mean, David, uh, you're not that much younger than me. You know, when we went to middle school and high school, like it was AC Milan, it was Kaká, it was Gattuso, uh, it was um, Seedorf, Seedorf, Shevchenko, like big big players played for AC Milan. Uh, at one point there in the mid 2000s, it just it felt that AC Milan was like in the semifinal or the final, like back to back years. Like you literally had to be AC Milan to to either get to the final or win the whole thing. So it <laughs> it feels good because for like six seven years there, it was like. You would look at poor AC Milan and be like, "Who are these guys playing for AC Milan?" Yes, yeah, that weird recycling of talent. Um, granted, they did get some gems in there. I mean, Kessie's been there for a while, and he's turned out to be pretty good. Um, bar that red card, you know the. Um, look, uh, what what I like is that. You know, AC Milan took their lumps. They were badly mismanaged for a great number of years, but now they're finding gems like um, a lot of players that, you know, you may not know of, but they're players who are talented, who are dedicated to play a certain way, like, like Rebic. I hadn't heard of Rebic until... The Euros, I think, this summer. And he seems to be a really, really important guy in everything they try and do. You can correct me if I'm wrong, David. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rebic, I mean, there's been little whispers of people saying, oh, he is a talent, but nobody ever really jumped in the gun. The Euros was really his breakout, kind of like you said. That's when everybody took notice. So, yeah, they're, they are uh, helping these young gems um, be able to put their talent out there on the platform. And what platform did Milan back in Europe? Um, they're also doing pretty solid in the league. So you would ex- expect them to challenge a bit. I mean, losing 2-1 to Atletico Madrid isn't exactly something to you know be upset about. They're a great team, especially when you have to pay with 10 men for an hour. Um, yeah. and they're going to make you run. That's the thing about Atletico. Even if you have, you know, all, all men on the field, it's pretty hard uh, to keep a clean sheet against them. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Atleti and what's probably going to cost Barca this weekend, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to Barca when we, when we get there, unfortunately. Um, Atletico Madrid are so, so disciplined in everything they do. If Cholo wants them to press, they press. If Cholo wants them to keep the ball, they keep the ball. Um, they, they they may not be the most, uh, like, 
surprising attacking team, but they are pretty lethal when they need to be. Meaning, yeah. if Atleti need to get a goal, you can probably put real money on them to get a goal. <clears throat> you know, and when you have the ball and you go at Atleti, um, good luck because they're probably not going to score. If uh, if you get past their defenders, they've got Oblak uh, to protect them, and I will die on this hill. Oblak is probably the best keeper in Europe that no one talks about because he plays for Atletico Madrid. Just saying. Yeah. I agree. And the reason people don't talk about him is because he hasn't forced a move like all the other keepers have. Uh, you know, De Gea went to uh, Manchester United, like super young, like 20. Uh, Thibaut Corta made a big deal about wanting to leave uh, when he left. And then he ended up, you know, yeah, being a pain in the wank. ass there. So, yeah, being a wanker. <laughs> so, we'll... Um, now let's let's move on to brighter times here, Eddie. Let's move on to your new favorite team, Paris Saint Germain, beating Manchester uh, City 2-0. <laughs> uh, uh, David, uh, do me a favor, actually, um, if you want, and you you can post this to our socials if you find it. Go to CBS Sports Colasso, which has the Champions League highlights. Um on YouTube, if you want, go to um, go to the PSG uh, Manchester City video and find my comment. I put it really, <laughs> I put it really hurts to see Messi wear another <laughs> shirt, but I'm happy to see him score. And, like, <laughs> did you do this? Did you really do this, Eddie? <laughs> Last night, yeah, I did it. I did it because um, it. Like it, it's still weird, you know. It's, it's like weird to watch your your yeah. hero. You, you you love somebody, and you're like, God damn! Like I wish like it, things could have worked out, but then you're like, if do I you feel it, do you feel like it, watching Messi for PSG is the same as watching your ex girlfriend uh, with a guy that you know? Is obviously way better than you are. Um. Okay. Well, first off, hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, um. Look, it, it it's like you have to let someone go for them to be <clears throat> the better version of themselves. And if you have to suffer because you fucked up monetarily or you know or in some case if you weren't ready for a commitment i'm not pointing at anyone but myself here then, <laughs> you know it's your own fault just just saying fair enough um man i am going to find your comment bro like i am going to find it and i'm going to post it to the socials uh, uh, oh by the way my my YouTube name is uh is Eddie Sanchez, so it's not like I'm gonna be like, oh that that one. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find it. Oh here. no, let's see. Let's see if I can find it quick here. You said it was yesterday uh, though. 
Yeah, uh, 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 according to YouTube, it's 18 hours ago. But look, David, this is how much of a solid I'll do you. I'll take a picture of it real quick. As evidence, dude, I'm going to find this. I'm at 14 hours already. 16, 17. Eddie, if you really posted this, I'm going to roast your ass. No, dude, look. Dude, I found it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Eddie. <laughs> All right. So we are going to definitely have to mention this on the socials. Um, <laughs> I told you, bro. I oh, man. But um, let, let's try to keep it positive here. Looks like uh, Mauricio Pochettino has finally found the winning formula um, to play the three, big three, Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. Um, do you think this is going to last, Eddie? Um, uh, for, for their sake, <clears throat> sorry, for their sake, yes. For the sake of the rest of us, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Look, and I'm, I'm not trying to say Pochettino's not a good manager because he is, but at the same time, it's pretty hard to fuck this up, you know, just, yeah, that's fair. Um, all three of them haven't been healthy, you know. Um, Neymar is always Neymar. You look at him the wrong way. Somehow he gets hurt. <clears throat> Messi's 34, so he's a, a, a little bit older, not as sturdy. But let's just let's look at their opponent. Uh, Manchester City, who um, was last year's finalist, and has players like De Bruyne, like Ederson and Goal, like Kyle Walker, like Rodrigo, you know, solid, solid players, um, you know. There. Um, um, so it, so it, it, it's not like they did it against Sheriff, you know. They, yeah. they, they, they did it to a, to a quote-unquote good side. Uh, a newer, bigger team. Um, so let's let's go over to Italy with Juventus versus Chelsea. Uh, this was a pretty interesting game, if not, you know, kind of more of a Chelsea going at Juve kind of game. Uh, I sent you a quote, Eddie, told you to kind of keep it in mind for when we get to this game. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. So... The quote for all of those of you listening is actually from um, Frederico Chiesa, who uh, he ended up scoring the winner. He says, it was a hard-fought performance because Chelsea penned us back and did really well in possession. But this evening, we showed what the Juve spirit is all about, the spirit that the coach asked for. So uh, the reason I sent that to you, Eddie, is because um, on my notes, before I even saw that quote, I had put, um, well, more asked is Allegri's Juve back because uh, they were super known for the counterattack, score a goal. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get two out of us, but then we're going to defend like hell. Um, would you say Juve, this is a sign of Juve being back? Um, look, I know Juve had it, hasn't had the best start uh, domestically. Uh, last time I checked the table, uh, they were 13th in Serie A, which isn't 
like the regular Juve start because it's right. Juve, you know. So, um, look, Chelsea are the reigning European champions, um, as we will discuss on our Premier League podcast. Um, uh, Chelsea is probably the one team in England that hasn't really uh, gone a hundred percent yet. So, to yeah. to beat the uh, European champions for any team doesn't matter if you're a big team, a small team, uh, whatever. Um, it's big. Um, you know, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday nights, um, are what it's all about. You know, no one wants to play on Thursday, even though our teams may end up playing on Thursdays. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, this is big <clears throat> because, okay, let's, let's do the old quote here, David. If this version of Juve plays this version of Chelsea a hundred times, how many times do you think Juve would actually win? 20? If? Uh, is is uh, Allegri still at the, the coach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30. I'll give him 30. Uh, this Juve team I, isn't a great team, but Allegri is a great coach. I, I, I would say less than 20. I would say 18. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, either way, Chelsea still wins the majority of the time. I mean, they're a oh. dominant force. They have great players. Like Kai Havertz is starting to really find his feet and get his creativity on. Um, once they got Lukaku, they got that proven goal scorer. Timo Werner is not a bad player. He's just more of that fast-paced winger who will occasionally chip in the goals. Um, he was never meant to be the 30-goal-season striker. No. So uh, they have a great attack. Add in Pulisic, uh, Mason Mount, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, it's, it's in, a great team. Add in Conte, who everyone's a huge fan of. Jorginho. Uh, yeah, look, Conte to me is like, you know when someone's like, oh, like, I hate dogs. Like, my next question is, is like, Okay, has like a dog ever bitten you? Like, is there some, <laughs> some, some sort of trauma behind it? They're just like, no, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. I can't trust. I can't trust you as a person. If you come to me and look me in the face and be like, Conte's overrated," I'd be like, "Okay, are you a Tottenham fan or something?" Like, who hurt you? <laughs> no. Okay, then like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, I agree. I agree. If you're not a Conte fan, you can't be trusted. The same way, if you don't like dogs, you can't be trusted. Eddie has discovered the way of life. So thank you for listening. You just found out the secret to life. (laughs) You're welcome. And no, look, like you may, like, I'm just looking at the goal right now. Like, at the start of the second half, pretty much. Juve knew they needed a goal, and they they went for it. And look, um, <clears throat> Chelsea. What's their keeper's name? Uh, yeah, Eduardo Mendy. Edward Mendy or Eduardo yeah, Mendy. Like, yeah, like he's he's a really good keeper. So to, to that was a good to, find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, maybe this is um a, a, another topic for another pod. But doesn't it always seem 
that when teams like happen to find like a really good player, it's like, oh, where did it where did they play before they went to England or Spain or whatever? Oh yeah, they played in France. And you're like, France has so many like really underrated players. Like, why is it the league just PSG? Yeah, well, I think um, a lot of that would be exactly kind of what you said. It's more of, of a developmental league at this point. Uh, PSG are buying world-class players at their end product, where everybody else is just developing. Um, but that that would make a good episode alone there, because all the yeah. talent in France, because there is a lot of talent. And if you haven't taken the chance to watch Ligue 1, uh, take take a minute to watch one of the derbies. Um, maybe Marseille versus Lyon would be a good one to start. Um, that, that, that would be fun. Um, and, and real quick, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, David. Um, Conte, before he went over to Leicester, was actually in Ligue 2. Yeah, he right? was in the second division with uh, in Le Havre with uh, Maris. Maris was also there. Did, did did they get both of them on the on like the same deal? I want to say they did, but don't quote me quite yet. That's wild! Like two of the the most important pieces on a championship winning team on a team that was never supposed to win a championship come from the second division in France. Yeah, they're, they're like, doesn't it make you wonder how much talent out there uh, just goes missed? Right? Like, um, I remember, um, and there's probably like plenty of research on this still to this day, sadly. A, a lot of players, especially of African descent, um, <clears throat> get talked into going by quote unquote agents uh, for trials for teams. Specifically in France, and then they they get the poor kid to France, and then there is no trial, there's nothing for them, and they just end up homeless in France. And it's like, how do I get back to my home? Which is yeah, messed up. That's crazy. That's happened to a Salvadorian player, right? In Greece, yeah, recently, yeah. yeah. So, um, look, if you're a young, aspiring footballer, um. And someone's like, hey, I'm an agent. I could get you a trial. Um, Google them, please. Um, do your research. You know, don't get mm-hmm. stuck in like a foreign country with no way back home. Uh, please don't yeah, let that be. Yeah, it's definitely a bad thing. Uh, but uh, at the same time, believe in yourself. Uh, follow your dreams. Remember that um, the From the Spot podcast believes in you. And so yes. when, you, when you make it to the Champions League final, get David and I tickets so we can watch you yes. play. We're that supportive stepdad that came in and took over the payments because your actual dad is a dirtbag and never came back home. Um, look, look, this is how supportive we are that if you end up playing for Liverpool, David would still wear your jersey to no, a Champions won't. League Fuck that. No, no. <laughs> Stop that. Stop the lies, Eddie. God damn it. <laughs> look, 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 look. All right, look. I'm, I believe in you 100%. Um, if you make a Champions League final 
and you play for Real Madrid, I would still wear your shirt to the final. Um, David yes. apparently doesn't believe in you as much as I do, but to my future quote-unquote soccer stepkids, follow your dreams. Yeah, Just no, I'm know. emotionally abusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, back to back to Chiesa real quick. <clears throat> he scores the goal that uh that Juve actually needed, and um you know he probably besides like um Kellini and Bonucci, like he probably is the one player that is Juve, you know right. that that still plays regularly. So uh, good for Chiesa, good for Juve. Um, we'll see how this uh, like. Affects their um their domestic form if it gives them the confidence to remember we're fucking Juventus and we can kick anyone's ass in this league so we're gonna go do that you know no. so um let's go over to Benfica taking on Barcelona uh, let's let you take the lead Eddie this is this is gonna be good. Okay, look, look, look. Uh, first and foremost, um, Benfica, uh, even though they play in Portugal, Benfica are a good team. They're, they are one of these teams where, yeah, you, you play in the, not one of the top five leagues. Okay, but, you know, ask anyone who, who is Portuguese? It's Benfica. It's Sporting. It's uh, Belfica, right? Those are the three, you know. Yeah. So, so um, you know, it, it it's not like it's not like it's sheriff out here, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, like Benfica can do this, you know. They, yeah. They are. They are quote unquote a big team, even though, you know, um, they they haven't, you know, won anything major in Europe in a while. So it, it's not like Barca's out here losing to to just anyone. And David, you can you can have my back uh, on this. Um, I told you earlier today, well, like pre everything um you would think at least barcelona would be on the same level as benfica but that's that's not even the case yeah you know that's true that you would like you said you would think at minimum they're at the same level um do you think at this point the europa league is realistically barcelona's best bet at a trophy uh, look I'm, I'm all in on on, uh, on copa Copa del Rey or bus. I think that should shift to being the season focus now because, well, that in top four still. Like, does Barca deserve top four? Fuck no. Does Barca need top four in order to make some money? Hell yeah. So, top, like, look, we are essentially like post Cesc Fabregas Arsenal, where it's like, oh shit, yeah. like, we don't even have Cesc anymore. But we still need to find a way to make top four. So, look, um, Barca can't even stop simple one twos. 
anymore. They can't even keep the ball. Um, it's it's getting really bad now. Uh, David, you asked me, does Coleman get fired? Yes. Should he be fired? In my estimation, no. Because, and here's why. Uh, again, <clears throat> name me one available manager um, that could do a better job. Like, oh, unless you're going to go get Shabby and give Shabby three years to be like, hey, Shabby, we, we know it's not essentially the same, but try your best to play like how Pep made you play in 2009, which, of course, you're never going to get the exact same thing because that 2009 Barca team was special. Um, but you do want someone who's able to deliver that philosophy, like, this is who we are, this is our club, this is how we play, uh, through good or bad. So unless you're going to go get Shabby and give him three years to make this work, no manager worth your time is going is, is gonna to be able to do a better job than Coleman. Yeah. So I say, I say, look, give Coleman till the end of the year, then you can say, you know what, Ronald? You did your best. We kind of suck. Uh, let's part ways. And here's the other thing. If Barca fires Coleman, Barca can't even afford to pay another manager. Like they they'd have to get me in there for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and even then that would be them like stre stretching their budget. Yeah, that's you know? that's fair enough. Barca's definitely uh set them set themselves up to fail. Really, it was Bartomeu um who set them up but, to fail. How, how okay, look. And I'm I'm not promoting that there be violence. I'm just saying, how is that man still allowed to leave his house? That's 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 yeah. all I'm saying. You know, that he yeah he single handedly destroyed what was a great organization. Hopefully, it can be saved. But and, before and, uh, <laughs> real quick, before I move on, and but even your team, Manchester United. Ed Woodward, right? Ed Woodward has fucked up sometimes. He's done okay at other times. But you guys fucking threw fireworks at his fucking house with his family <laughs> inside with his family inside the house. And Ed Damn Woodward Ed Woodward ha hasn't even come close to destroying Manchester United. He came close to destroying football, you know, with the Super League. Uh, but you know, and but but the male destroyed a proud football club and he's still allowed to leave his house. Don't do anything to the guy. I don't want you guys to hurt him. I'm just saying, I, I think it would have happened by now. Yeah. There's some fireworks at his house. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, disclaimer, uh, uh, from the Spot Podcast does not have a legal team, so don't take anything at all. Um, in regards yeah, don't throw us under the bus for your bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that shit. We don't, we don't have a legal team. Fuck that. So, so uh, before Eddie gets a heart attack, let's move on, Eddie, to the last game on the lineup. 
United to Villarreal won. Um, interesting game that almost killed me. See. Uh, uh, real quick, shout out to that boy, Lings, for the assist. Juan Pisaka yes. puts the crossing, and that's the hard part, sure. But Lings gives the touch to the better player. Okay, that's that's all I'm saying. That, yeah, I gotta. I was uh, reliving the moment. And Jay Ling's with that touch is great. Um, coming off the bench for him at Manchester United has really been working. When he starts, it doesn't really work that great. But off the bench, for some reason, it's working. Uh, whether he stays or not, good luck to him. I can't really be mad at him. But, um, yeah, man, great goal by Telles. Great pass by oh. Bruno. Just yeah, a ball yeah. by Bruno, the hit by Telles. It was all beautiful. Um Shout out to Paco Alcacerdo. That goal was beautiful. That play for Villarreal. Yeah. Uh, and look, like, real quick, before I let you go off, like the king that you are, um, if if anyone needed to make that pass to to make up for this weekend, it was Bruno. Yeah. You know, and look. I know that things are done for social media, but one thing I will not stand for um, is players having to apologize for missing a penalty. Look, no one steps the fuck up and goes like, I'm going to intentionally miss a penalty to piss off my fans. But this is these are the times that we live in where players feel like I have to get out in front of this shit before people kill me on social media. And that's stupid. Anyway, David, go off. Talk about the game. Yeah. So I agree with you, Eddie, first of all. But, man, this game was rough to watch, bro. First half, we got dominated by Villarreal. Slowly, kind of like making our way out, but couldn't really do it. Bruno Fernandes doing it. Um, Jaden Sancho looked a lot better, though. He There was um a play probably halfway through the first half where... Um, he makes an excellent run, and Cristiano should have passed it. He should have fucking passed it, put Jadis Central through. But either way, you can't beat the way that we won in the second half. Um, after Alka said, like I said, with a beautiful goal, it was a great build up. I couldn't be mad. But that goal from Telles, you know, the you definitely knew like he intended to do that. It shows the mm-hmm. quality that we currently have in our squad because, um, mm-hmm. if if he was fit. Uh, Luke Shaw would have started, who also has a good shot and a good cross. Uh, you know, the, the, the winner from CR7, you know, but, um, you kind of almost expect it from him by now to carry yeah. this team and at least score one goal, um, even yeah. if it's in vain. But this time it was the winner. He got to have um, all the glory. It was a, a good win. Um, I wasn't optimistic, um, but I'll be honest, we are kind of cursed against Unai Emery and Villarreal. And and, and look, uh, follow David on Instagram, on his personal Insta. I saw your story real quick while I was at work. You had posted the, the team sheet, essentially, and you were like, I hope this works. Yes. And I was like, oh, shit, David deserves to be, be at that. Like, he's going through some trauma real quick. 
yeah you know? i was having um ptsd flashbacks uh it was not fun um you know dalo was starting um with lindelof next to varan um i like lindelof playing as a right center half i'm just gonna put that out there he pushes up with uh properly holds the ball properly and he has an excellent um you know distribution of the ball super underrated in my opinion but yeah. um it's hard to start him when you have harry Maguire and the world cup winner in your squad um uh, yeah but yeah, yeah i'm all i'm really hoping for is for donnie van de beek to get some goddamn minutes uh you can see how frustrated he was i don't know if you caught it where he like throws his gum off you know the benches area because he's so frustrated watching um fred come on instead um he deserves more minutes he could make the difference especially against a team like Villarreal, where we had essentially a struggling midfield uh i don't even know what to say to that besides i'm sorry donnie and and, and look it's nothing personal I bet Fred's a wonderful person with a good heart and all that shit. But even I, who is who is in a wheelchair, would be like, you're taking me off for Fred? What the fuck does that mean? Like, what the fuck are you trying to tell me? Like, look, he's a decent footballer, but he doesn't deserve to play for Manchester United the minutes that he gets. And he doesn't deserve to pay, play for Brazil. I'm I'm sorry. Like it's he's not on the level. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm sure he's a great person, but it's it's Fred. Even his name, it's not even like Federico or Fred. It's just Fred. <laughs> Fred. You know. Jesus, I I get it, Donnie. I get it. You deserve more. Um, maybe be pissed at your agent for convincing you to be like, yo, you're going to be a legend at United. And you should be because you're a fucking good player, man. Yeah. Just I think um, uh, and also for me, because uh, you know my opinion, I am um, on the All Day Out Brigade even after we finished second last season. But oh, um, it kind of bro? shows, no, fuck him. It also shows... <laughs> um. I think his, his management of Van Beek kind of also shows that he's not really as great of a man uh, manager as people say he is because he defends his players in the media. But if you can't keep a, a world-class talent such as Van Beek happy, if you can't find him minutes, then you may actually be way more out of your debt than uh, most people thought. Uh, look, uh, David, here's why... Here's why Ole won't be fired. Stick with me here because you're about to get pissed off. Um, <laughs> so, you know how Ole was a PE teacher, right? Right. So, the reason the Glazers and um, Ed Woodward won't fire him is because they don't want the team to lose fitness and lose their cardio. <laughs> Because, you know, PE teachers, if there's one thing we all have to do in PE, wheelchair or not, is we all have to do the mile. Yeah, so, what, so he's keeping fitness levels up. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's, it's all fun and games until Barcelona realized that it was um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that scored the second goal against Bayern at Camp Nou. So they thought, hey, why don't we bring Ole to Camp Nou to save us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Look, all I'm saying is you guys don't get beat off of a simple one too now, do you? You, you know what I mean? So look, all is still there so the team won't lose fitness. The ownership said we're a super talented team, so fuck the tactics. We just need to stay in shape. And that's why it's only in, only now, and only forever at United, not anywhere else. Yeah. So okay. that's all we have time for today, you guys. Um, <laughs> okay, David, uh, real quick before we do go, I feel like we have to talk about this because it is a, a super big thing that happened at the weekend. Um, so David and I aren't particularly re a religious people, but we do have to talk about a God, a God who plays in goal for Aston yes. Villa. Now, David, uh, <clears throat> how did that penalty miss? Uh, like, what was your initial reaction? Um, my initial reaction, well, obviously I was mad. I reacted kind of upset. It is Bruno. You expect Bruno to tuck it in. But then I realized, motherfucking Emmy. It's Emmy Martinez. It's the God. El Dios Emmy. Like, and he got in his head. And you know that's what it was. He was mm -hmm. yelling at Cristiano Ronaldo to take the penalty. And he didn't bite. He psyched Bruno out. Yeah, he missed. And, oh, oh, okay, look, maybe we should maybe explain to people how it works. If you don't know, um, teams usually have a designated uh, penalty taker. Um, and apparently, even though Cristiano Ronaldo's back, Manchester United designated penalty taker is, is still Bruno, um, which... If Cristiano had been subbed off, um, you would understand why Bruno takes it, but it is your seven. It is Penaldo, as people uh, call him, if you're a hater. Um, but even I was surprised. I was like, wait, CR7 is not going to take it? Why? Yeah, I think that was CR7 to take. Um... But Emmy did his thing. Like I said, I can't be mad at Emery. Uh, I can be mad at everything Manchester United did as a whole in that situation, whether it be letting Bruno take it, CR7 not stepping up, not kind of taking into account that that's what uh, Emmy does. But honestly, I can't be mad at Emmy. He's yeah. he, he did what he had to do. And if you've uh, we've touched a lot on this, um, you know, and we talked about the psychology of taking a penalty. And uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially no. if you're the goalkeeper, because it's advantaged striker. Um, it's yeah. almost impossible to react after the ball is kicked. So most keepers are jumping before the ball is even kicked. So it's a have guessing to. game. Have to. Um, yes. And look, like pre, what was it, pre-2019? Like you could come off your line a little bit and and cheat and try to like you know not only guess yeah. right but but get out in front a little bit but you know now if if you cheat off the line uh um, gonna get pulled back it's gonna get retaken and then you have to go through it all over again and the chances of them like missing or not making it are even slimmer than they already are 
So, you know. Um, now, David, uh, do you think a lot of keepers will try to do more of what Emmy does to try to put people off? Or is that strictly just like um, Martinez being Martinez? Well, I think uh, most keepers do it to an extent. Like they'll say, oh, I know where you're going, or they'll point to a corner. Um, there's just level to it. And Martinez is top notch. He's up there. There's nobody even close to his level. Um, do you remember who it was? I want to say it was um, Tim Cruel who had like a water bottle with like random names written with random sides of where the player was going to jump. And they weren't even nowhere close, but it was just to psych people up, out. Um, I, I think you're right, but also, do you remember the 2006 World Cup quarterfinal Germany-Argentina where Jans Lehmann had a, uh, had like a little card in his sock, like, yeah. like a little 8x12, and supposedly uh, he had all the Argentinian penalty takers and what side they like mostly saw that yeah, yeah and and here's the the thing uh the guy who stepped up last um and um what's his name Gambieso with the bald spot oh um, yeah he was he wasn't even on the list but uh he took out the list and made sure he saw him look at it to put him off to be like, oh shit, like he knows where I'm gonna take it. I'm on the list, oh shit. <laughs> and like, truth be told, he wasn't so, but he put him off so bad that he misses. And you know, Argentina are out, um, you know, Germany move on. So, you know, it even works when it's a lie if you can get inside the person's head. That's how effective it is. Now, here's the type of goalkeeper I am. I probably wouldn't talk so much, but I would do that thing where, okay, so, you know, ref blows his whistle, points to the spot. Um, my captain and myself as the goalkeeper have to come argue. I would do that thing where you fuck up the penalty spot. Really oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that way. When they kick it, you're like, come on, slip, come on, slip, come on, slip. Like, so, come like, on, slips, Harry. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I would kind of be kind of quiet, but, like, you would totally see me do that thing where, like, I fuck up the penalty spot. I'm, That's fair. I would, I would talk shit. You know me. Yeah. I like to talk shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, real quick, uh, before we go. Because we pretty much hammered them when they were shit. Um, I'm going to give credit to Arsenal for playing really, really well at the weekend. Um, they only needed to play really well for 34 minutes because that's all it took to beat Tottenham. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, and three guys that you really wanted to see score. Emil Smith Rowe, um, Obama Yang, and Saka, you know, two two young guys 
who are the future of Arsenal and, you know, their captain, who is a forward and should be scoring in big games. Uh, so good job, Arsenal. Um, uh, Mikel Arteta, um, I apologize for thinking that you were shit, even though you haven't fully convinced me. Um, now, look, you may say, um, oh, it's just Tottenham. But look, there's nothing, and David knows this for a fact, there's nothing like winning a derby, like every time Boca beat Lever, which hopefully happens this weekend, um, I go off. I talk shit. I te- I text people. I I become a fucking nuisance. I I'll tell you, leave it. It's shit. Now, if leave it be Boca, I become that Homer Simpson meme where I just like slowly back away. Disappear. <laughs> so look, yeah, it's just Tottenham and Tottenham are in form right now. But I don't care if you win a derby, eight nothing. Winning the derby allows you to talk shit up until the next game. So I get it. If you're an Arsenal fan listening to this, go off. Go all the way fucking off. <laughs> because those men couldn't even last one half against you. You had them done in 34 minutes or some shit like that. So good for you. Um, David, real quick. Where the fuck is Harry Kane? Is he still uh, in my, Miami or what? Because he's not there, bro. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Harry. Um, I, I think he is a little pissed about the way everything went down. I do believe Harry's side that he was probably told, like, hey, if you know all goes well, we'll give you the transfer. Um, something must have not gone well behind the scenes, so obviously he didn't get his transfer. But... Yeah. Um, he should be patient. I think he should have uh, not let it psych him out as much because he still has this January and this upcoming summer to really push for the move um, before he's kind of um, what I feel would be over the hill for a striker. He'll be kind of too old to push for a major move unless yeah. he puts up Robert Lewandowski numbers out of nowhere this year. Yeah, And, and look, he needs to put up numbers because, okay, you're worth $100 million now. But if you don't score goals this season, my guy, Manchester City is going to offer even less next time. And then uh, Daniel Levy is going to be like, I wouldn't sell him for $100 million. What makes you think I'm going to sell him for 80 Yeah, you know? it's going to make an interesting summer. And then you're just going to be at Tottenham forever and not win anything. Not even the, the Europa Conference um, boardroom cup thing, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I think um, if he ends up kind of screwing himself up here again, Harry Kane, the only Inter he'll be going to is Inter Miami. <laughs> um, but David, I think that's all we have for today. Um, this weekend, watch Barca Atleti and watch... Liverpool, Man City, those are the two big games this weekend. Those are the major ones. And then we have a... Oh, oh. And, of course, I will personally be watching Boca River, Fuck River, Then, Now, and Forever. Um, So that's the game I'll be watching. Uh, 
And if you're able to watch that game, whether it be stream, it happens to be on, you're out somewhere and it's on, pay attention to it. It's if you want to watch a real derby game that's not washed down, you got to watch one of these games. Um, they still have the net all the way around. I believe it's turned into a cage now, right, Eddie? So they don't throw shit onto the field anymore. Uh, it's Is that at the Bombonera? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, we're not pussy, so we we still find a way. Yeah, see, there you go. So it's super fun to watch. I agree with Eddie with his games to watch. Those are the games that I would recommend. Uh, before we disappear, remember, follow us on Instagram at Podcast from the Spot. Uh, where we have some fun stuff coming up, uh, probably another giveaway coming up soon. Um, you know, kind of going through some shirts here that where you might be able to give away. Make sure you review, uh, comments, uh, share us. You know, the more people that listen to us, the better, the better the giveaways get. Uh, that's all for me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm David. Have a great night. And Eddie. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with some really interesting topics. So we hope to pique your interest and please join us again. And once again, we are from the spot and we keep it hot. Boom.